win or lose, it a booze. You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're two and a half season hard card holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. Well, the waiting was over and after an extended pre-season, the Premiership finally returned to Ashton Gate with the visit of Leicester Tigers. With both teams missing international players, it was an opportunity for new signings and squad players to impress. And impress they did, albeit mainly for Bristol. At 25 nil up and cruising, some of us were wondering whether we were going to get that magical 80 minute performance in game day one. However, the second half was more of a battle, but ultimately it was a satisfactory win. We chat about the game and those players who made a good impression and introduce a new feature, contributions from our listeners. Because let's face it, we don't always spot the obvious. Next up is Saints Away, so we discuss how we think that one will go and what team we think we'll be sending up to the East Midlands. And we hear briefly from another friend of the pod, Northampton Echoes sport writer Tom Vickers, as he gives us the lowdown on their game at Sale this afternoon and how they might set up against us next Saturday. Finally, we round up any other Bears-related news that we feel is worthy of discussion, including the return of fireworks in front of the Dolman and our ongoing obsession with photographing people wearing dry robes at rugby. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Miles and Lee for a cheeky beer and a bit of rugby banter. Well, lads, back at the pod pad. Lee, how are you? Uh, I'm a lot better after Friday night, mate. Mm. Yeah, so uh, see, that reverse psychology of mine worked, didn't it? <laughs> see, I, was, I told you I was going to go for it and uh, and that my, what was my prediction? We were going to lose uh, three points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you're welcome. Well, oh. I, I mean, I suppose that's one way of uh, of getting around your negativity there. But uh, anyway, fair play. And then, Miles, how are you? How's the project going? Uh, the the Instagram project? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's been a bit quite... It's a slow burner. Um, I'm not sure I've posted anything since last week, mate. And in fact, Shocking. I know that um, you were fiddling around with Instagram on uh, Friday night and saw a little video on there. So I like that a lot. But um, apart from that, great, great weekend. Pete and I had our last training paddle before our... Uh, paddleboard race next weekend a little bit cold this morning i must say on bristol docks but made it through the day just watch england enjoyed some nuts fans fans will thankfully like to hear that we finished eating crisps and nuts for the rest of the evening and looking forward to chatting to you boys about some rugby excellent well let's get into the tigers game but before we give our thoughts and views i thought it would be nice to get the opinions of some of our listeners as as we're now are now body down, so I thought we could do with a few more a few more views. Um, so so boys, what I did, I don't actually tell you about this, but I sent a tweet out on Saturday, mm-hmm. kind of saying, you know, now that the stardust has settled, um, be interested to hear people's thoughts on tactics, player performances, atmosphere, fireworks, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, and and also, I did actually ask. And if anyone had gone to the Steve Lansdowne Q&A, and I did get a few answers back from that, but we maybe deal with that a bit later on. Okay. So, yeah, so what I thought I'd do, and we had quite a few, I had a, I had quite a few answers, so I can't do everybody, so I thought I'd choose a few, and then maybe in future weeks, we'll get a few other people on. So first off, um, the first person to uh, to reply, actually, was uh, at CycleFan, which is uh, Anthony Baxter, and he said, great start, Josh Bassett didn't score against us at last, Um and I thought of you when the fireworks went, fireworks went off. Love the pod. So not much analysis there, but you know it was a nice, it was a nice reply. Sure, wasn't sure. It? Yeah, but, yeah. but here we go. We've got uh, Mr. Daniel Ronnie uh, at Mr. Daniel Ronnie. He said, "Was buzzing. We had two tigers fat sat 
um, behind us, and they couldn't two believe two tigers, two, two tigers, tiger like, supporters. No, it was two fat. No, it wasn't two <laughs> fat tigers. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was two tigers fans. Christ. Don't spill your beer over them. <laughs> Sat behind us, and they couldn't believe how well we played. I think Jimmy Williams is just the unsung hero of our team. I really, really hope he doesn't lose his spot because he's not a big name. Um, oh. And then we had a, a long-standing listener, um, Nick Howell at anyhow 76 he said off to a win is a great start pinch of salt we need to take is that tigers weren't great brackets new coach so need time i suppose and missing more internationals than us good to get a win but feet need to be firmly on the ground if we win at saints then it gets better fair play um then we had one from at cones jarwin which is carwin jones Mm -hmm. um much more pragmatic having brackets finally Learned lessons from last year in terms of taking points and kicking attackingly. Van Rensburg looks a very shrewd signing that will add to some of the stardust we've got. Atmosphere was bouncing as usual. The score helped that, though. And then I think finally we've got uh, at Aaron Pratton. And he said, great to get the win. Really important for confidence as we've struggled there for a while. We looked tense in the second half, potentially not used to having a lead and unsure how to close out the game. Led to poor kicking and slower attacking play, but lots of positives, but much to work on. So, boys, there was a few... But much. Few, but much. But much. But, oh, but right. much to work on. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry to those... Learning. Yes. Yeah. Um, sorry to those people that didn't get it read out, but, you know, as I say, we might do it again. Yeah. Um, but before we get on, there's one more bit of fan engagement, boys, that I want to uh, let you know about. Um we were in the bar afterwards, Miles, and who did we bump into but our good old mate, Binzy. And uh, we haven't heard from Binzy for a while. And I, I he's just a busy so, lad, isn't he? Well, he's a busy lad. And I, I just so happened to have the recorder in my pocket oh, at the that time. Was a, that was a bonus. So I thought, you know what, let's give Binzy the, Binzy the floor. So uh, let's hear what he said. Binzy, how do you like tonight? Well, I was at the even packet. We were chatting to a few Leicester fans. And I thought we was going to get stuffed tonight. But fair play to the boys. Come out. We had a fantastic first forte. Gabriel Abatoye, or something like that, his name, scored one of the fantastic tries. How we done it, how we finished it, I'll never know. Come out the second half, and we was absolutely crap. Let Leicester back into it. But we got through and we won a game that I did not expect. Come on, the Bears! So there you go, boys. Binzi, we like him. He is. He gets straight to the point, doesn't oh, he? Yes. Does he? Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I like that about him. So I think, uh, I think, I think the ten beers might have helped with that. Don't you? I think so. And, and we, I mean, there was actually quite a lot more in the recording. But I had to edit it and uh, it's, and so on. So it was like a family show. Yeah. Of course, there's, yeah. there's nothing like a scrumped up Binzi, is there? <laughs> after a Friday victory. Absolutely right. So there's there's the sort of thoughts of the fans. But um, Miles, you were at the game. Absolutely. Um, you know, what was your, obviously, you know, we, we saw the win and uh, everyone loves to win. And, and you did predict um, a very narrow win, but you did predict a, a win. So well done, Miles. Thank you. Um, Thank you. But what was your general thoughts of what you saw? I think I'd just like to concur with all the uh, comments from the kind fans who sent you some Twitter feeds there. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought, um, first half, I couldn't quite believe what we were watching, could you? We were absolutely electric and... Um, I think, I think you've written this in a sort of post article. I mean, Tigers didn't really turn up. They seemed to send pussycats along on Friday evening. Um, insignificant. I mean, you're right. Bassett, Hassel Collins, 
barely got the ball and were insignificant when they got it. And we were just on fire. I mean, so you will talk about players, but the likes of Ibatoye had an amazing game. Um, and I can't go through the Bristol lineup and say that any player played badly. I thought it was a really excellent team spirit in the first half. Yes, we went off the boil. We'll talk about it a bit more, but I don't quite, quite know what went wrong in the second half. But I think luckily we were so far ahead, took a foot off the gas a little bit. But what an encouraging first game. And you're right. I mean, I don't think we really predicted we would play that well. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think, you know, we obviously hoped, well, me and you hoped that we'd win. Mm. Obviously, Lee predicted a loss. <laughs> yeah. But um, although, of course, it was reverse psychology, as he said. But, I mean, I don't know about you, but I was, what really got me in that first half was just how focused mm. we were oh, and how disciplined. And yeah. having been to a couple of the preseason games where, you know, it, it'd been a bit loose at times and, and, and so on, um, you know, it made me realise that actually this was what all the preparation was about. Yeah. And I don't yeah. think apart from one misconversion from Asia, I don't think we made a mistake in that yeah. first half. We didn't drop a ball. We didn't give away pen. Mm-hmm. Penalty count was, was incredibly low, if, if at all. And uh, and we were just really, really accurate in everything we did. And, and consequently, you know, we went to, you know, we were we were 22 nil up at half time. But, but Lee, you saw it on BT, on TNT, and obviously it's a slightly different angle. I mean, did you, what did you pick up from the yeah, game? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of good points, especially that, as you say, from the listeners. I saw, that was, that was, I loved that bit, actually. Um, I, I, I agree with a lot of it. I, I do feel, though, that I don't know if we started so much in the sec, second half. I thought Leicester had brought on some good replacements. Yeah. And I thought they collectively had a, a, you know, a, a boot up the arse. And I think that that, that made a, a bit of a difference in the momentum shift. Um, but I do feel that it was as much as you can say, you know, Nick Howell was saying like, you know, obviously Leicester, a lot of players, internationals, but we had a few out as well. And we've got to remember that they're a, they're a work in progress, Leicester, aren't they? They've got a new coach. So, you know, it's going to take them a bit of time to gel, but I'd rather focus on how good we were. And I think focusing on our, on how focused we were right from the kickoff. And I mean, I was just, I mean, the, the beers were flowing down. And I was watching it on the TV because I just thought there wasn't anything we did wrong at all. And I say that, I mean, that first half was some of the best rugby I've seen for yeah. a long time. I mean, I, I've got to say, I mean, I had a bit of a headache Saturday morning as well. Yeah. Was, uh, me, yeah. me and Miles did stay after for a, for a few pints and um, uh, whisper it quietly. I had it, I got down to the bottom of North North Street and and had a kebab as well. Oh, <laughs> well right, yeah. but I mean you you've got to celebrate these things. Well, I think, yeah, they, but but I think you're right about Leicester. I mean they they, they couldn't get any worse. Yeah. But I don't think that's you know I think you're right. It's positive, it's focusing on us. We we put them under so much yeah. pressure with, yeah, yeah. and it kind of does show. You know we've had a long preseason. And um, Pat after the game. I did see it on BT Sport. I don't know if you saw it, but he did say that the big focus had been on basics and fundamentals mm. and positive mm. body language. And I kind of sensed that he was very, he was very relieved, if stroke pleased, that the, the players absolutely delivered yeah, the no, plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing that it was quite obvious, I mean, apart setting aside, you know, we're going to talk about player performances a bit later, aren't we? But one thing that, that did strike me was how good Noah Heward was on the wing. Defensively, I thought it was a, a Luke Morahan-esque performance from him. I, I thought he was really solid. And I was I was slightly worried prior to kickoff that that might be an area we'd struggle, yeah. especially knowing how good the Tigers' wingers are. I thought he was absolutely immense and, and full credit to him. Yeah. And also Kloska coming on 
as well. I mean, he was the fourth choice tight head, isn't he? He wouldn't have been expecting to play any part in that game. And you've got to think, like, these boys have stepped up, Kloska and um, Will Capon. They, they, they step up and they perform, and that was that was great. Yeah, I mean, this is why we've got Lee as our third man. I mean, I think at the, uh, live at the ground, I, I perhaps didn't even notice Noah Heward. And it's no disrespect, because you thought he had yeah. a fantastic game. But it's funny that, you know, that Ibatoy, who got man of the match, was so significant out on the left as we in the first half that, yeah, I, did, I didn't even notice Noah Heward. And, and you're right, the guys who came on... You know, you could argue that we went off the boil a bit. We lost our number one, number 10, didn't we, through injury. Yeah. And then we lost another prop, Jay Tyak, who looked to be in a little bit of trouble with his shoulder. And then I think, obviously, Tigers, um, you know, put us on a bit on the back foot in the second half and we crumbled a little bit in the scrum. Well, not a little bit, a lot. We were giving away scrum penalties, which we'll come on to talk about is perhaps a little bit worrying on the injury front. But so no fair play. You spotted Noah Hewitt. I thought... He had a great game. Um, I think, defensively, yeah, didn't put a foot wrong. I mean, there was a massive hit that he put on Mike Brown. Oh, and, yeah, oh, yeah. And I just thought that was, that was you know, really impressive for someone you didn't really expect it from yeah. initially. I, I mean, mean we, we, weren't, we weren't really expecting him to even get in the, uh, the squad on the day, were we? That's not, you know, we thought we'd be on the other wing. I mean, yeah. he, he is a fullback, and yeah. you're right, it was, a, it was a selection out of the blue. But actually, in hindsight, it was quite a sensible selection mm. because... You know, you know what we knew what Leicester were going to do. They were going to pump the ball high. Yeah. You know, we needed um, someone, you know, someone solid. And in fact, Miles, I'm quite surprised you didn't notice him during the game because I would have said his performance was the dictionary <laughs> definition of solid. It was. And he didn't, he, he, I mean, he was up against Hassel Collins. Yeah. It was a physical yeah, yeah, yeah. force. Yeah. And he, he was right up on him. There was one really good bit in the first half where it was a kick chase, wasn't it? And Heward, um, Heward got. Hassel Collins had just dumped him into into touch, yeah, and it yeah. was really strong. In fact, on comms, because I watched it afterwards, I think they said it was an Antoine Dupont moment uh, when he kind of he, he it was some tackle somewhere, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I mean that, you know that's that's pretty yeah, pretty good yeah, going. Absolutely. The other thing I'd pick up, Miles, you said, which is right. The scrum did, you know, we did struggle a little bit in the second half. There was a couple, but actually, when Kloska came on, if I remember rightly, he came on at tight head and he won. Yeah. They won the first. They scrum. did. They did. And I mean, it is. A, it was a big ask for those boys, it but was, it was. and I think you know that's fair play that you know they, these fellas are going to know that they're going to have to, they're going to have to be used to coming on yeah. in tight situations. So yeah. I think in that sense, it was it was really good. And one thing I will just quickly mention, Pete, because obviously you know. Being big fans of um, Tempest, you know the referee on the on the pod. Tempo, yeah. Tempo. He's, he's um, made Dicko's out in World Cup, isn't he? Yeah, the yeah, Tempo, Dicko. So, uh, but it was a brilliant um, thing. I think it was the first in the first twenty minutes anyway with um, Joe Batley giving Tempo a little smash Smashing, around, which it? was absolutely brilliant. brilliant. I love that. I did that see what? that live as well. Actually, it was, <laughs> it was you, right yeah. in front of us. Actually, that's why he gave such poor decisions after that. <laughs> he was a bit concussed. Well, I think to be fair, to, I think we have to be fair. I thought Dick. Uh, Dick Dicko, not Dicko, he never has a good game, but Tempo, Tempo. I thought Tempo had a good game. I thought he, he controlled it well. I quite like him as a ref. I've always quite liked him because, yeah. you know, he's quite confident in his own ability. And um, But yeah, and he kind of went down after Batley, but he dusted himself <laughs> off and, 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 and got on with it. So no, I think uh, I think it was a good thing. I mean, going back to the other thing he said, um, you know, about the first half in Ibitoya, but I think what also was really good that first half was our kicking game yeah, was, yeah absolutely. Um, it wasn't meaning that it was I mean there was quite a lot of kicking I think we probably yeah. might have kicked more yeah. in the stats but it was really purposeful and I tell you what we, we're all missing Charles Piertel 
But Rich Lane. Yeah. I mean, there was something yeah. on Com said he had the sidestep of a peer towel, and I thought, well, he's definitely got the boot of a peer yeah. towel, mm. and he's got a bit of pace. It's like, how far away is Rich Lane from being the new Charles Peer towel? Yeah. I thought he had a fantastic game. I mean, unfortunate for their first try, the, the bounce in the second half, he did. You know, he, he got to by the bounce, and we were like <laughs> yeah, yeah. all moaning. Like Miles was moaning. He's like, never let the yeah, ball bounce. And so then it was tough. It was a good little yeah, chip through. Yeah, yeah. But apart from that, I thought he was exemplary. And I think Max Malins, who's probably out in England now, wondering why he can't get a game at fullback for England, must be like have half a half mm. an eye over his oh, shoulder and, and wondering whether he's going to get a game at fullback for Bristol when he yeah. comes back. Um, but it's going to be great to have both of those. So so Lane was good. And then as you say, I mean Ibatoi. On phenomenal yeah. game. I mean, yeah. he's absolutely deserved to be matched man of the match. Yeah. And not just with his pace and, and that amazing try, but his kicking. Mm. He's yeah. He's to kick, amazing. isn't he? We were groaning last season when he tried to kick the ball. But fair play to the lad. You're right, his running game, phenomenal. And his kicking game, he's learned to do spiral bombs all summer, hasn't he? It's, I think it's the it's the Dave Allred effect, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I mean, like I say, the, the kicking was absolutely on point. We could not have, you know, Especially done any better half. on it. The first yeah. half, yeah. Um, and I've, I, I also thought what was noticeable for me was the speed at the line-out as well was yeah. really good. It, it was just... We do, I think, you know, we do vary it at the line-out. And we, I mean, it was absolutely brilliant to see us out Tiger Tigers with that Thacker try. I mean, rolling more, they just yeah. splintered everywhere. And I think then Ibitoyi off the restart, mm. we then scored again because normally we let the opposition score off <laughs> the do, restart. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that first half, it was almost impossible to, to find anything wrong apart... But just loads of positives. Second half, I think they their kicking game got a bit better. Ours was, a, you know, I think we did go into our shells a little bit. Yeah. And I think even Pat said afterwards that he was a bit disappointed that we didn't go for the bonus point try. Yeah. But then again, I think it's difficult. I think Tigers, you know, got their act together a little bit, put us under pressure. And of course, that's the thing that really matters is mm, how yeah. we act under pressure and how mm. we wrestle back momentum. And there was a moment when they scored <clears> that second try, and I thought, oh, yeah, you know, but and I, and it, but. You know, we bought Vakatower on, which probably he did nothing, but just the psychologically for Leicester <laughs> to did. see him come on, yeah. probably kind of gave us a little bit five minutes more grace. And in the end, we saw the game out, you know, relatively comfortably. So, um, yeah, I mean, a great, a great, a great win, really. But, um, you know, what what else? Was there anything else, boys, that, that you want to say about it? Well, I, again, like, I was amazed James Dunn, and I, I, I hold my hands up for this. I've always seen James Dunn as a six. Yeah. I, I love him as a player. I think he's fantastic. When I seen him uh, in lock, I was slightly bemused, but I was just thinking, what a game that young man had as well. I just, I just thought really that the second row was brilliant, and I thought, I don't know, he seemed a lot bigger. I don't know if he's pumped he does up. Seem a big unit, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, you know, Bats had the passion that he always does, doesn't he? Yeah. But we. Dunn got substituted off and we were like phenomenal performance and yeah. I think he was one of the players of the game I think yeah. for Bristol did, for such a young did lad. we say this last week he is our first jib cutter of the season isn't he I yeah. think or I tweeted it he, he's not, but I don't just like the cut of his jib I, I like I like the look of his whole kind of like I don't want to sound a bit dingy here, but his whole kind of setup, he's yeah. a thoroughbred. Yes. Yeah, to like get a metaphor in another yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, area yeah. of sport. He is a thoroughbred. I could so, see him as a yeah. as a champ as a not he's obviously not a 
Grand National because that's that's a, you know they plod round. But I think mm-hmm. he's more of a Gold Cup winner. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd agree. I think yeah. he's played himself Absolutely. into in, into the squad next weekend, which is what we'll come yeah. to chat about. Yeah. Yeah, great game. Um, any other performances we want to point out? I mean, we've, we've done some of the other ones. Um, what about, um, well, boys, what about, oh, you can go on this, what about Captain Fitz, Miles? Well, yeah, phenomenal. Did he do anything wrong? No. I mean, yeah, he's a young lad. He's taken over the captaincy. He led from the front. I mean, he's just sort of all over the park. Um, uh, in a breakdown, in the running lines. He was just everywhere. And he was, one again, one of the top performers, I think, of the night. I mean, the... Like we said, who had a bad game? None of them. But I think Ibatori stood out. Dunn, um, Fitz, and dare we, dare we say, Golden Locks and DT had another phenomenal game. I think it's flanker. Janzi van Rensburg and Jimmy Williams in the, oh. the centres. Our men's for day. And, you know, it's nice. It's, when AJ came off, it was nice to just have that, you know what, we've got big Jimmy there. You can just slot in at ten. You've got a massive boot on him, hasn't he? And I just mm. thought, I just thought they were they were immense. In the well, as, as as our listener said earlier, I mean, he, he's the unsung hero. But yeah. if he keeps playing like this, he's he's going to be singing pretty loudly quite soon. But I do think it's an interesting point that was made: is that when all of our internet, well, the Fijian's going to be coming back now. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he's been marked as potentially a centre. Um, you know, is he going to lose out his, his place because he isn't a big name? But I, I don't know. I don't think Pat's that, that kind of... St- I, I mean, I know Pat likes likes his uh, his big signings, but I think he, he knows he knows the value of, of Jimmy Williams. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's just, his, you know, he's streetwise as well. He's played in the championship. Yeah. He, he's played the end of last season. He just looks... And I just, as we say again, I just love the fact he sticks a ball down and boots it. Yeah, None of this yeah. nonsense rocking backwards and forwards. It was also nice to see Captain Superman back as well, because yeah. we did oh, mention it, didn't oh, we, last week? Oh, oh. He had a, he and had he had a spring in his step when yeah, he came did. on. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, you know what? I felt as though I could because often he looks like he's got the responsibility on his shoulders, but I felt as though he was he, he was he was yeah. a bigger man. He didn't have to worry about the captaincy. Yeah, and I agree. He was, yeah, I agree. He was, and I think. Maybe, just maybe, and as Nick Howell said, it's very early days, but maybe, just maybe, that decision to make Fitz Harding captain on many different levels could be an absolute masterstroke this, yeah. this season. And also, I mean, that was that was made with a view to the future, wasn't it? Because, yeah. you know, we think Fitz Harding is, is one of our boys who's going to carry us through, the, you know, the next four or five yeah. years. So mm-hmm. it does make a lot of sense. One last thing, I think, just a little caveat on on all of this quite exciting chat, boys, Mm. Um, and rightly so, was the injury to Jay Tyak, the injury before the game to to Max Laheef, and the news before the game, or the week leading, that we've signed, um, well, we've signed yet another mullet by the looks of it, but we've signed a tight head prop from Jersey Reds Mm. as injury cover. Sam Sam Graham's law. But of course, we know that if it's injury cover, that means somebody who is injured for a long time, not somebody who's injured in a warm-up. And of course, the one player we haven't seen since the Barbarians Mm -hmm. is Jan Thomas, who has been an integral part of our front row. And, and, you know, there was some speculation on the forum that Jan has, has kind of got a... You know, a long-term head injury issue, um, and it kind of suggests that when we're signing a, another pro, a tight head prop, because we know that Jan has sometimes swapped over. That my fear is we may not be seeing Jan for for quite a while. Yeah, which will be an absolute massive loss yeah. for us because, again, Jan's been like um, you know, like Joe Batley is. Mm. He's, he's 
a guy that's carried us and you know and pumped the crowd up, hasn't he? When yeah, we've really needed him at yeah. times. And you know, let's let's hope this is not as bad as we fear it might be. But um, just by the process of elimination, it it would say that Jan Thomas would be the guy who possibly is out. Okay, well, I think uh, I think that's done and dusted. Lots and lots of positives. Always something to work on, um, but I think it sets us up nicely for the rest of the season. So you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating or review. Brackets, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, apparently. Um, or get in touch via X Ooh, at, yeah. at Bears Beyond Gate. Or visit our Facebook page, Bears Beyond Gate. Or even drop us an email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. Bearing in mind, we've all got full-time jobs. So we may not reply <laughs> straight away. And of course, that said, if you are young and trendy... And you can also follow follow us on Instagram. But remember that it's Miles's project, so don't expect anything <laughs> anything too fancy Flashy. soon. As he said, it's a grower like the European shirt. <laughs> so we've got Saints uh, Saints away next weekend, a, a place that we've had kind of one or two challenges in the past. Um, but before we talk about it, I managed to catch up with. Uh, the uh, sports writer from the Northampton Echo, um, well, quite literally just before we came on. So he was talking to me after their win against, uh, sorry, their very narrow loss against Sale this afternoon. Um, and let's see or hear what he thought. It's great to talk to you, Tom. Thanks very much for giving up your time. We're we're talking um, quite soon after the Saints or the Sale Saints game this afternoon. It was a bit of a a last minute um, pummeling of the line for you boys, but but they didn't make it in the end. So um, how did you how did you see the game? Um, to be honest, it was uh, it was just a really really good performance. I mean, second half. I mean, Sale didn't actually score a single point, and and you know this is Sale Sharks, the Premiership runners up um, in a home game, and and Saints really really should have won. I mean, you know they haven't won there since twenty seventeen. Um, they've never played as well as that in, in that time. You know, they had so many opportunities. I mean, they were 20 points to 10 down at half time, and it was quite incredible that they were because, you know, they had something like 13 visits to the Sale 22 and Sale had something like five. I mean, you know, the the, um, the points really should have been the other way around and, uh, and you know, that would have put Saints in command and, and you'd have thought they'd maybe kick on considering how they played second half. But fair play to Sale. You know, they, they're a tough team defensively, aren't they? And they... Uh, they held out at the end, even with uh, Man and Simbin for the last couple of minutes. You know, they gave away a lot of penalties, but they managed to push Saints back. And uh, and two tiring teams, they were just about edged it, unfortunately, for the Saints. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a pretty impressive um, finish. It was a bit unfortunate, as you say. I mean, as far as I could see, that was a fairly similar team to the one that came to Ashton Gate and played, uh, well, in the Premiership Cup, although we might call it a pre-season game, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and that was a... Uh, quite a close game. I think we 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 uh, shaded it by one point, didn't we? So, I imagine that they'll probably take quite a lot of confidence from that result or that performance today, and uh, be looking forward to welcoming us next Saturday. Yeah, I mean, Saints have been, you know, as every team uh, are, because rugby's such a brutal sport. Obviously, Saints have been hit pretty hard by injuries. So, um, you know, the, the reason this team is similar to that one you mentioned, obviously, is because. Uh, that on that day at Ashton Gate, Saints were actually just then starting to um, reintegrate some of their more uh, senior players. They were bringing more and more back. Obviously at Ashton Gate, there was like Burbank and and Ram who came off the bench, and uh, and obviously that was a really interesting game as they usually are between 
uh, Saints and Bristol. But um, yeah, Saints have got quite a lot of injuries at the moment, so uh, they're having to sort of. They've obviously got young scrum half, eighteen-year-old Arch McParland on the bench. You know that uh, he's obviously been really good during the Premiership Rugby Cup, but but naturally they wouldn't normally start a season with an eighteen-year-old on on the bench. It's just the fact that obviously they have had so many injuries. And to be honest, the young lads are, are stepping up. You know, Saints always give chances now to their young guys, and their young guys that come through the academy they trust because they've got such a good grounding in the game, and and they tend to play how Saints want to play. So. Um, it, it's interesting to see these guys. Obviously, they'd like to get a lot more of their senior players back. They're, they're obviously missing players like Augustus. Dingwall went off injured today. So, um, you know, I'm sure Bristol will go to the gardens with some confidence given what they did against Leicester and given the fact that Saints will be missing quite a lot of players. But, uh, you know, because there's so few premiership games this season with, with only 10 teams, every match is crucial and, and Saints, you know, will already be under pressure. They already need to win really not afford to, to lose many home games if any at all if you want to get anywhere near the top four let alone the top two yeah i mean it's a, it's a good point you make it, there's always pretty exciting games between us um normally it feels like when we visit franklin's gardens you score a lot of points um play pretty expansive rugby i mean despite what you've just said about injuries and stuff like that do you do you think that's the way they'll approach the game next saturday and just try and kind of run us ragged and move us around yeah, they'd love to. I mean, that's that's obviously the Saints' DNA, and obviously I think it's kind of Bristol's DNA, really, isn't it? To play attacking rugby, that's just how the two teams play, and that's why whenever they play each other, it tends to be um, one of the better games of the season. But um, as Saints showed today, that you know they're really desperate to try to develop this all-court game, which is um, what they had in 2014 when they won their only Premiership title. You know, back then they could play any style against anyone, and actually the performance at Sale today was a huge positive in that regard because you know they. They won like three scrum penalties in the second half against Sale. You know they they didn't. You know they they did well at, at line out time um, on, on on a few occasions. They showed that they could match that physicality. So Saints will be desperate to maintain that physicality if they can against Bristol and put them under pressure that way. But of course, you know Saints want to play attacking rugby, and but that only comes from from what your forwards could do. And if Saints can get parity against packs, then Saints will fancy their chances against any team if they can get that parity but uh, that is obviously easier said than done in the Premiership Okay Tom I'm going to put you on the spot Um, first of all what do you think the result will be next Saturday and do you fancy having a little score prediction? Uh, Well I predicted uh, I try to be as realistic as I can be with my predictions and I did actually predict sales to beat Saints 25-17 so I wasn't actually uh, wasn't miles away, although Saints should have actually won, and, and I would have been happy to be wrong. Um, but against Bristol, you know, I'm not entirely sure who's going to be available in terms of players for Saints, but it's a fairly similar setup. Uh, you know, at home, I, I can't uh, back against Saints at home. So um, I'm going to say a typically lively game, plenty of tries. Um, I'm going to go for 32-20 to the Saints. Brilliant. Well, I really appreciate you giving up your time and uh, look forward to next weekend. So there you go, lads. I mean, it's always good to talk to Tom. I mean, he's a journalist. He knows what he's talking about. Um, He's always been very willing to come and talk to us, which we really appreciate. Yeah, he sounds like, I mean, we saw Saints play in the preseason, or I did. Um, And actually, the preseason game, their team was fairly similar to the one they had out today, give or take a few. So, you know, we... 
we kind of know what to expect, I think. Yeah. And I think the big thing that came out of Tom's one was that he was pretty impressed how their forwards fronted up away at sale, mm. uh, which we know, and everyone in the league knows, mm. is not an easy place to go and, and, and try and assert yourself physically. So, I mean, we know we're going to go, and I, I'd like to think we're going to go and do our best and, and try and keep our, our accuracy. But, I mean, I think really from our point of view, I mean, you know, maybe just quickly think about what sort of team we might be sending there and then perhaps go for a score prediction again afterwards. So do you want to take that one firstly? What, team-wise? Team-wise, yeah. So pick a few. Um, well, I mean, obviously the injury front, we don't know. We know there's a few that aren't so far away now. Yeah, we? I mean, I think Tyak looked like yeah, he's gone. He's mm. gone. And he's... I think AJ might, I don't know what you thought <clears throat> on the comms, when I looked at it, sorry, on the B, on TNT, but when I looked at it the next day, it looked hamstring to me, which yeah. worries me, because that, that can be a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think obviously... If that does happen, then does does Williams play ten? Or obviously we've got Callum Sheedy as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there's too much there. Woolley, for me, would start at loose head facts. We we know that already, don't we? Um, you know, then who have we got? Then it's it would Max, be. Isn't it? it depends it, what was wrong with him. Yeah, because yeah. he would have started very late pulling out from the squad, wasn't it? Mm. So you you know we would hope that. Something fairly minor, and a week later, and a little trip to the physio bench. And he, he yeah, I mean, I'd like to think Max starts George Klosker on the bench. Yeah, early, yeah, if, if it, but yeah. I think if we're if we're then looking at someone else starting, if it's Klosker or it's one of the Ben Solomons, it's because they weren't listed as unavailable. Just yeah. not pick. It's going to be a challenge because they're young be, lads, yeah. and we yeah. know they got talent. Yeah, but away at Franklin's Gardens on the back of them playing quite well at sale up front yeah. is a big, big challenge. Nice. But, you know, this is all part of having the, the academy. Absolutely. And I think, obviously, the second row sorted yeah. now, isn't it? Dunn and, and big Joe Batley. Um, for me, six, seven and eight, be Fitzhardin, Dan Thomas and Bradbury. We didn't mention Bradbury, but he's we didn't. Just, but he's, again, unsung. Unsung yeah. hero. Yeah. He, just, he, was there, he was just doing his job. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Which is all we can and he, ask. He doesn't. He doesn't ask for any plaudits for no, it, does he? No, just no, like, that's no. what I do. That's what I get paid yeah. for. Um, and then I think obviously you've got Randall. Then whoever's fit, if if this AJ is isn't fit, then then Williams. I'd say maybe at ten or Pete, uh, Pat does like Sheedy, doesn't he? So Callum could come in. Um, I think yeah, between he's like first name on the team sheet anyway. Um, and then depending on if Williams is at 10 and if, if Sheedy's at 10, Williams at 12 with uh, Yancy van Rensburg. And then obviously I think Noah Heward stays, if if fit, he stays on the wing and Rich Lane fullback. Did you, who did you say at um, 12 if uh, Williams is playing 10? Did you say? Oh, no, I didn't mention that. No, I mean, if Williams does play 10, I suppose Peter O'Connor is going to exactly. yeah. come and start. I mean, yeah. he, he came on, didn't he? I, I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, I would, you know, I'd be inclined to put Shido at 10, wouldn't you? Because Williams and Van Rensburg had a fantastic mm. combination in the centre. Yeah. And why not? I mean, you know, we went to the uh, Cambridge match and Shido came on and looked really good and was kicking everything. And, and he's, he's the established And he's a natural number, you know, natural yeah. number 10, isn't he? So why not? And I think you're right. Ibatoy picks himself. I think Nualango is not, he's not quite there, is he? Um, and we don't know what happened to Diego Bailey and Bates. But um, yeah, he would, 
had a good game. So why would you? I, I saw Diego that. Bailey in the sports bar actually. Did uh, you? Yeah, I think he was getting his three pint of Thatchers before seven. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, actually, no. He looked all right. I don't. He didn't look injured, as far as I could tell. But you know, maybe it's a lot. Of, I mean, there's competition, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of competition. This is great and competition. I mean, in the Pat yeah. threw us a curveball with with Heward for this week. I mean, maybe there might be another curveball. I mean, I think it seems. I think I kind of agree with what Miles says. <laughs> which oh, is, yeah. it's that Sheedy at 10 with Piers O'Connor on the bench to cover centre yeah. and or wing yeah. and or fullback yeah. so that Jimmy Williams can go to 10 if necessary yeah. um, and I guess we'll see who takes the kicking plaudits but I'm not sure um, I think Shido will be like furiously going through all of the, the hard drive to try and delete that that the video of him hitting the post, oh, oh, yeah. case Pat, and then then say to Pat, no, no, I, don't, I think you're mistaken, Pat. That wasn't me. I think you're right. The post. So, do we need, do we need a, a couple of kickers on the pitch? Is yeah. probably not a bad idea, is it? It's having the variations, like yeah. you say, it wouldn't make total sense. Like Jimmy took to the big long kicks. So yeah. Admittedly, one was just a meter short, but it gives us options. Mind you, if Shido is on, and then is going for you know we win a penalty, and then he's going for the twenty-two, and and he did get better. He did get better. But I, I'd quite like to see Rich Lane have a go at that, especially if it's the right side for the left footer. Because we yeah. always felt that Piertau should have done more of that when it was the yeah. right side. Yeah. Yeah. I always felt that was... I thought for you know a million pound a year, I thought he could at least step up and have a I go. Mean, yeah, kicks per yeah, kicks per pound. He didn't get a lot for money, did we? I think that's like, that's the only the only area that we could criticise big Charles in really yeah. isn't it is that yeah. occasionally well, we can now he's not here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway boys I think I think yeah you know, Tom has given us the lowdown on, on what Saints can be like I think we've got to go with confidence but we we clearly do not rest on our laurels no. cautious they, optimism they yeah. are gonna, even though they lost they are definitely going to be uh, looking forward to welcome, welcoming us but I think there was enough for us to see that on Friday, that if we can keep that discipline and keep that uh, precision, we've got big players that can make a difference. Um, so I'm kind of cautiously optimistic. Before we get on to predictions, so one more thing you want to say, Lee? I just want to say, I mean, we all know how, how big momentum is in sport, and I think if we could just nick something in, you know, at Franklin Gardens, I think that, you know, it, it would we'd be two games in and it would just start the ball rolling and, and the optimism will start to... To flow, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah I mean, with ten teams, um, you can't be you can't be just throwing away games now, can you? Every point is essential, and yeah. I like like the reporter said, you know, um, you've just got to get a win on any points. There's not not many games are there in the in the season. Okay, then. Well, let's go for it. Let's let's have a prediction then, Miles. You, I think we didn't really look. I think you were the, the just winner about, of the yeah, just for, about for this week. So, weekend. what's your thoughts for? Well, for I'm quite confident. I know you know. So, uh, Saints fronted up against Searle in the pack, but let's go with the momentum. Why not? We played great first half. Saints. I've been to Franklin's Gardens. A tough place to go. Um, but I'm going to go for a win for Bristol of 25-18. 25-18, fair enough, Lee. I don't know whether to keep going. <laughs> I've almost got you now, haven't I? It's like my, my lucky spirit shirt. I've worn that every yeah. every weekend, and we're unbeaten yeah. in the league. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it, but just on that basis, and and I'm gonna say we're gonna we're gonna slip to a 35-30 defeat. I think there's gonna be a lot of points. Ooh. I I think that it's gonna be somewhere between. 
the first half and the second half on that we saw on Friday. I think we we've got some we got some pace and we got some some power and we got Ibatoi. So I think we can score tries, but I do worry a little bit about if they get some momentum. So I'm not convinced we're going to get a bonus point win, but I'm going to go for a win. But I'm going to keep it relatively tight. I think it could be something like 21-17 to us. Okay. I'm going to put a little star next to Miles. He's the winner of the yeah, week one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It happens. Well, boys, I think, um, you know, we, we've decided this season that if we don't feel that there's much more to say, we, you know, we will move on. We yeah. won't talk just for the sake of it. But So we've got a couple of... Um, a couple of things to to, to um, finish off on. Um, the first one was women's game. Lee, you've become the women's yes. game re- correspondent, I've, I think. I've taken over that mantle, yeah. haven't I? Yeah. Um, massive performance again this week. Uh, 55-3 victory against Tigers. And uh, special mention to Grace Compton, who scored a fantastic hat-trick. So uh, we still sit proudly on top of Pool A in the uh, well Alliance Cup. Yeah, brilliant. Well done, girls. Um, Miles, one for you. Hmm. Um, actually, going back to the game Friday, it's just a general thoughts. The attendance was fifteen thousand. Yeah, there was a mates rate deal on. It's the the opening game of the new Premiership. Disappointed with that number? Yeah, I think for any fan who went on Friday night, you know, I can't lie, it was disappointing. Fifteen and a half thousand or so. With some, um, I tried my best. Like uh, the Duchess came with two friends. There were some colleagues from work on the make straight deal. It, yeah, uh, and it did look pretty empty. It was pretty obvious we could get a beer fairly easily. I just like to actually commend the club that the digital ticking ticketing system seemed to work very well. Uh, there was no hold hold up at the turnstiles, which we were joking of pre-season. So well done on that front. Seems to have got it sorted. But yeah, I was disappointed, really. It was at times a little bit flat. And maybe, I don't know, as a result of that, we were very disappointed post-game. You know, big win against Leicester. Round sort of supporters, um, sort of club under the south stand. You know, you've got the the stage and a singer, etc. To find one bar open, only one bar. I mean, I don't know what's going on with staffing, predicting predicted predicted attendances, but um, something's not quite right. And I don't know if we talk yeah. about is this a worrying trend at rugby? Well, I think I think it is. I think there's a. There, there, I think I mentioned this in the post article that's going to come out tomorrow. Mm. Uh, we've, we're doing that again. Um, that it was a bit disappointing. I think clearly it was on telly. Clearly the World Cup is on, so there's been a lot of rugby. But that said, I still think it was a little bit below par. Um, and actually, it's going to be interesting that our next home game is Quinn's one thirty on a Saturday. Mm. Very different sort of audience in some ways and, and and potentially that's when a lot of the local rugby players are playing and Absolutely, a lot of people yeah. don't like Saturday kickoffs. Mm. Um so it'd be quite interesting to see and I've seen already that that's family day um kid a quid. Kid a quid. So Lee if you fancy it, you know, put a pair of shorts on <laughs> and <laughs> put your right on yeah and we could get you in for a quid bait. Nice. Um but it's under twelves it's a quid. Okay. Under nineteen I think in the dolman it's twenty. So yeah, I mean that's gonna be interesting. Um We'll see. We'll see. Well, one thing I did want to mention is because uh, we haven't heard anything about the Q&A, have we, with Stephen Lansdowne? So no. if any of our listeners, you know, managed to catch any of that, uh, it would be nice if we could, you know, if they could send us some views just so we, 
we kind of had a, a, a more yeah, rounded as, picture as in, of what as was, in was there. a question about the, maybe the rugby product and yeah. well, what, what Bristol are doing. It's funny yeah. you should say that, lads, oh, because okay. actually someone did tell me what happened at the Q&A and I did submit a question mm-hmm. uh, that I thought was very good. It was very, it was all about, you know, there's clearly been a improvement in fan engagement. We thank you for that. But, but really what more can be done? There has to be more, not just to engage people in bears, yeah. but also in rugby generally. And I was talking about education packs and subscription services, anything like that. Um, but then afterwards I put a supplementary question in the email was, do you fancy coming on bears beyond the gate? So and apparently Stephen Lansdowne. Yeah. Well, it was to Downsy, but then that was yeah. where the email yeah. was. And guess which question he answered? The, the latter. The latter. <laughs> and apparently, I have it on good authority, people on Twitter, but also someone at the, who was there. Because I was trying to get there, boys. I was running to get there. Um, and I didn't make it. And I, I, I got there just as I heard them say, and thanks to uh, Steve Lansdowne. And apparently, when the question got asked out, they said, is anyone from Bairdby on the gate here? And none of us were there. Oh, and of course, you might ask, where were you, Pete? At well, the... I'll tell you where that's I was. I was actually, that's another story. I was on, <laughs> I was, I did something. But, I mean, fair play. Boys, we're going to have to start get, taking yeah, this serious because yeah. uh, apparently Steve Lansdowne said, yes, he would be very happy, but it have to be in the new year because obviously he's got a lot, of, he's quite busy. But, what do you reckon? Well, I mean, it depends on whether he's going to uh, send the old jet over for us or the helicopter, wouldn't it? Because well, that's, that's well, why you're I sending the invites back in Guernsey. Well, I, spend, you know I suppose he's got to go back for 90 days or whatever. To go, but, but, <laughs> but maybe. We can go to him, surely. Yeah, we can we? go. We're happy. Steve, we'll come to you. Yeah. We'll come to you. <laughs> we we so, can do that. We so can do perhaps, that, no problem. I mean, you know, we could book a day off, a couple of days off work. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, as you say, get the private jet. Take some scrumpy up now. Well, Miles, you've got, you must be able to dust off the private <laughs> jet that you've got somewhere. <laughs> Up at well, Filton the, Airport. Well, the one, well, it's all this. Well, the one the, the Wright brothers designed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Can you imagine that? Us, us getting into this little plane well, you know, and going Pete, across the Pete, channel. Pete, well, it wasn't that long ago before you and I were on Concord, were we? Wow. And not as a playing customer, I might like, no, but anyway. I'm not actually in the air or anything no. like that. <laughs> but yeah, but, but all serious. Yeah, no, that would be that would be amazing, wouldn't yeah. it? I that, mean, I think you know. if, if and when we make that happen. Um, you know, obviously our people have got to talk to Steve's people yes. and that sort of stuff. But we will it's a process. Get, we will get the fans and the listeners involved and, yeah. and get, get you know, because it's like oh, yeah. when I thought I thought, well, what are we going to ask him? Yeah. <laughs> so, so look, watch this space, everyone. Yeah. Um, I think that's it, really. I, I did have one other thing, but I think we've we've had enough. I think we've we've had a nice little um, a nice little chat. It's been a positive one. It's. Mm. I, I mean, we all know that winning really helps. Yeah, absolutely helps everything. Um, so great start to, to the Premiership campaign. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the reality is we've only got ten teams in the league. I mean, every I think home games are absolutely vital mm. to win, and, and you know every game is important. So I think we'll leave it there, boys. Unless you've got anything else to say. I think we've covered everything, haven't we? Brilliant. Well, everyone out there, thanks very much for all your inputs. Uh, Nice to see a few people at the game on Friday. And uh, have a good week and stay safe. Come on, Briz.